I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 15 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Oh my god, we're in episode 15 already. How is that possible? Oh my god, it just feels like yesterday when we were just starting to podcasting together and good times. It's all been, it's been 15 weeks of fun. Yay. Yay. I love this podcast. Me too. It's it's my favorite. We're allowed to say <laughs> that, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can. Like Rusty tells me it's his favorite, so <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, uh how's your week been? Um, it was a week. We got through it. And now I, you know, I'm ready to talk about some Star Wars. We actually have some stuff to talk about this week. So it's not just gonna be like half an hour about Stranger Things. Yeah, well that's good. I mean we did get a lot of good reviews on our Stranger Things talk, so that's good. People like that. So, hi, people that <laughs> like that. Thank you. Yes, thank you for indulging us on our tangents when there's, like, nothing else to talk about. And also, Stranger Things is awesome. So, if you haven't seen Stranger Things, go watch it. It's great. Yes, 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 yes. But, but... before we get into Star Wars news, Brittany... Before we started to record, you teased me with some sweet, sweet sizzle, which is that you have a very embarrassing story to tell, which is my favorite kind of story to hear. Yeah, this is still fresh. This is like, this literally just happened like 30 minutes ago. Like, I drove home from school and I had to call my sister and be like, so this happened and I'm very embarrassed. So... I don't know how much you want to include this in the episode because it's it's kind of a lot. But um, I'm taking at San Diego State, I'm taking a uh, confronting AIDS class. And we talk about, you know, HIV and AIDS, you know, how like, you know, the epidemic started and everything. And today we we're talking about, you know, how someone gets like infected with uh, HIV. So uh, we are talking about, you know, safe, like what is safe sex? What is not safe sex or what is safer sex? So he, my professor, he's really cool. Like I talk to him all the time. So he's like, all right, like who wants to volunteer to come up here and we'll talk. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And this is like a class full of like 200, like 150 people. So it's a pretty big lecture. (laughs) It's already a lecture hall class. So 
first off, I get there and he's like, take a seat. And he's like kind of like leaning on the table. So I lean on the table and of course the table starts moving and I kind of fall. So that's already the first, that's not even, that's not even the worst part. And he's like, oh, okay, my fault. So then, you know, we're talking and we're like, all right. He's like, Brittany, like what's like safe sex or safer sex? And I'm like, I like, you know, like masturbation, like dry humping. And he's like, okay, yeah, like those are good. And then he starts going off. Like he has like a bag full of stuff and um. he he's like all right Brittany like let's say that you got really drunk at the beach and you meet a guy so he puts like on drunk goggles on me so I'm like okay like I'm thinking he's gonna try to make me walk or something and he's like all right so let's say that you want to go back to this guy's house and have sex and let's say that you don't or he does not have a condom and you do so basically what he does is that he gets out like a little like like a penis like it's like a dildo like on something and then he gets me like a condom and he's like all right put it on so i have to walk around the table with the drunk goggles on and put okay i want to cut in here because i know what these are everybody else might not uh drunk goggles drunk goggles yeah they they fuck up your vision and it's like it's like you're moving around as if you were super drunk. Yeah. And I've been drunk before, but I I was I felt very disoriented in those. So basically, yeah, I have to uh I, I was very flustered. Like I never thought that, you know, this would happen. And without thinking, I blurt out, Oh my god, I've never done this before. And the whole class oh. starts roaring with laughter. And the almost worst part was is that I couldn't even open the condom because of my my nails. <laughs> like, like, my professor had to open the condom for me. And I had to, well, and the worst part was is that I was like trying to put it on. He's like, all right, you're already doing something wrong. And then the whole class is like, you have to pinch the top. Like the whole class is like giving me instructions, like how to put on a condom on a penis. And it was, it was the most embarrassing thing ever to the point where like I got text messages from like some of my fellow classmates and like, I I felt for you. I felt for you, man. Oh my God. And after it was over, I like ran to the bathroom. Like I need to wash my hands. And then after class, he's like, "You're good, Brittany." But I wanted to, you know, give you applause, but you ran out so quickly, and I was like, "Sorry, sorry, I got nervous." And then I I walked away. But oh yeah. my god, I think this is by far. I'm not even exaggerating. This is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me, like in person or just in general. Oh like, my god! I oh yeah. I'm so I, sorry. I mean, I am too, but you know, I guess I learned a lot today. So I, I thank my class for that. And, you know, he, he made sure to say, hey, you know, spread this information. So, uh, yeah, so if anyone uh, or ever needs to know how to do that kind of stuff, just uh, let me know because I, I guess I know now. I, I know the knowledge. So that, that, was, that was my day. Man, That'll make you never volunteer in class ever again. I think, like, I... I don't even know. Like, I, I... I... I'm speechless. Like, I can't believe, like, this happened to me. Because, 
you know, like I I have weird stories because I'm a, I'm a weird person. Like you know, every now and then like weird shit happens to me. You know how like those YouTubers have those like story time videos where they like exaggerate stories and everything, and they like make up shit. Like this is real life. Like <laughs> I. I'm not even exaggerating anything. Like, I was literally, like, shaking. Like, the drunk goggles, like, made my eyes, like, so watery. So I had to, like, you know, get my, like, the sleeves of my sweatshirt that I had and, like, wipe, like, my eyes and everyone. Like, I think some people were like, oh, my God, is she crying? So I was like, motherfucker. But, yeah, I I can't wait to go back to class next week. Like, I at least, you know, like... They all they all got a good show. Like this was a great first semester at San Diego State. This is my first semester there, so I've oh, I, I'm already enjoying the university lifestyle. So, but yeah, I, a lot of my classmates are like texting me right now, and they're like very informative. Brittany, good job, keep it up, proud of you. But, yeah. Yikes! But yeah, well, other than that, you know, my week was good. Uh, today I ordered two more porgs on. Uh, Amazon, so they should be coming in the mail. So, what what kinds? The ones that we're talking about last week, like the ones that like the the one that's like the fleshly color or like the less vibrant color and the more vibrant color because uh, Funko they're like Funko. Okay. Because remember, I posted a picture on Twitter of like a bunch of porgs, just like, and I said something like I let them want them all. So I found that on a website and I purchased them because they were really cheap they're only like less than 10 bucks each and the website that i got him off was like oh 30 percent off for halloween and i'm like cool halloween was a week ago but i'll take it you know i, I love <laughs> me some coupons but yeah that that was my week i i learned a lot went through a lot and i still have a smile on my face so i mean that's good anyways yeah Zoros not about sex we're gonna talk about star wars because that's Aww. that's our show well if you want to talk about that then we can go back to episode two and continue that epi- uh, that conversation <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's sort of always the conversation but okay no um <laughs> stars uh first off right off the bat i wanted to once again plug the castle toy run um this is something that is collecting Star Wars toys and books and stuff for kids who are in the hospital for lengthy amounts of time, you know, so they can have a good Christmas. Um, if you go on Twitter at the Castle Toy Run, there's link not only to the Amazon wish list, which you can use to send stuff directly to them, but also there's a PO box address. So if you have like unopened toys or books that are that you can um, send along, that's another way you can do it. Uh, it's just also like you know, it's just sort of fun. I don't have anybody really like young kids to buy Star Wars toys for. So when I was going through the list, wish list on Amazon, it was just fun to just to you know pick out a few things and set it over and know that it's going for a good cause. So I recommend that. They've collected a ton of stuff so far, but it's always good to have more. Yes, yes, yes. Highly recommend it. And um, we will we'll put we'll tweet something about it when it happens. But the um, Blue Harvest and a couple of other podcasts are doing like a special holiday episode that they're going to put up for sale, and the money for that's also going to go to the Castle Toy Run. So that's another way that you'll be able to support them. 
Um, in really some bummer news this week, uh, John Mallow, who was the costume designer on A New Hope and Empire Strike Back, uh, passed away. I believe he won Oscar for both films. I know he at least won once. I think it was for both. But, I mean, obviously, we've talked about this, how much we love the the costumes on Star Wars. Uh, he was, I think, like 86 or 87. But he designed some fucking amazing stuff. He did. From everything from, you know, the rebel outfits to, you know, Darth Vader's, like, costume. Like, it's all just so legendary. And, you know, the costumes of Star Wars. Like, that is Star Wars, you know. That's how we know these people. We know them by their characteristics, but also, you know, by, like, you know, what they wear, too. You know, it symbolizes them. And what he did, what he created was beautiful. And it's amazing. Yeah, and I, I actually, I looked it up. I went, um, I forget. I forget which movie, whether it was Empire or A New Hope, but I went on and you can find on YouTube the the Oscar broadcast from when he won. And it's really interesting because when they used to do costume designer, of course, now, you know, it's uh, maybe because of the way they televise it in prime time and the fact they're just like, it's such a long show that costume designer is barely even, you know, any time at all. But when they were announcing these, they actually had people wearing the costumes like coming out on stage for not just for the winner but for each nominee and like just the announcement of best costume design is like eight minute video (laughs) it's pretty great i need to check that out after we're done recording that's awesome well, it's also fun because because I, I don't remember what the other movies were, but a couple of them are like period pieces. So it's just funny to see people walking around stage dressed as Darth Vader next to like some Edwardian dress. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I love that. But yeah, definitely. It's a tragedy that, you know, he died and everything. So thoughts are with his family and everything. And, you know, obviously we thank him for everything that he's done for Star Wars. Yeah, it's sort of, I feel like, it, it's one of the, it's like, it's not, I'll say this, it's not a name that I knew, like, when I saw the headline, it was, you know, John Mallow, Star Wars costume designer, if I had just heard his name, I wouldn't have known who he was, and I think we sort of forget sometimes all the people who created what we think of as Star Wars, like, so much of the like iconic stuff it's not just one person it's a whole team of people who are responsible for that and we sort of don't always know who they are because i mean and obviously we know george lucas because it's george's baby but yeah. but we also have good stuff to talk about yeah um there was during the world series a surprise new tv spot which I will say I didn't actually watch. I'm not going to watch it because I'm in the not going to watch anything war mood. But because, you know, it, it, Twitter is what it is. I saw pictures of quite a few things. I mean, before I even like before I even saw that the commercial aired, it was just, oh, here's a picture. Wait, what is this from? Oh, there was a new advertisement. <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah, I remember that night. Uh, I was taking a nap or something. I, I take weird late naps because of my work. And uh, Rusty came in my room and he said, or no, he texted me and he said, do not go on Twitter right now. And I was thinking, oh no, like what's going on? And he comes in my room and he's like, did you see it? And I'm like, did you, did I see what? He's like this new Star Wars trailer. So obviously, you know, I, you know, I start talking to some of my friends. They said, hey, there's a really spoilery, spoilery uh, Star Wars trailer. And I was like, okay, like I was already tempted. Like I, I'm easily persuaded and I fall under peer pressure a lot. So of course, like in the first, not even like five minutes, like I went on the Star Wars YouTube and I saw the trailer and I really could have lived without seeing Luke Skywalker on the Falcon because one, that's something very special because we hadn't seen him on the Falcon since Empire Strikes Back when he had just, you know, been defeated basically by Darth Vader. So it would have been a very big moment if we saw that on the screens. Like my main complaint was that I would have rather seen that on the screen for the first time rather than just like my iPhone screen, you know, like and Snoke's throne room. Like it was interesting seeing that. But at the end of the day, like we don't need this. Like this movie's coming out and like what was it like 35 like 40 days like we need as little as possible like I don't want to find out anything else more about this movie than I already know like it's even argued that the trailer that we got during uh Monday Night Football was like too revealed to be like too much information so I I don't know like I know that this is like from Lucasfilm but I think of like what Ryan Johnson said before like you or was it Mark 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 Hamill too that said you know like you should probably start you know staying away but it makes me think about too you know how I need to you know do my Twitter shut down or just social media shut down like do I need to do it like on like December 3rd do I need to do it like two days before the movie like I this makes me think that I have to probably go on social media lockdown and like early December so I avoid spoilers because I don't want this movie spoiled for me that are my thoughts yeah I'm I wish I hadn't I mean I, I I wish I hadn't seen the the Luke on the Falcon I'm I'm in total agreement there um you know like I get people like the excitement of seeing this stuff in the ads it's just for me personally I'm with you I want to see that for the first time on the big screen yeah, it's it's something that, you know, seeing it on the big screen, you know, with the theater reaction and everything. And we're going to be in a theater with people watching that. And, well, not you and me together, unfortunately. I fucking wish, but we live oh, in... So much I know, I'd just be, like, sitting there crying, like, cuddling my porg. But, or one of my porgs that I decided to bring, because I know I'm bringing one of them. I'm not bringing all of them, because I already have, like, nine by, like, that time. But I, you know, the audience reaction, too, because I remember the audience reaction to, you know, the Chewie were home not being, like, strong, but not, like, obviously, like, okay, we've already seen this scene. But another thing that I'm thinking about is, like, what if they're doing the regular, like, since the Disney purchased Lucasfilm thing where they show you a scene that they're not even going to show in the movie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously you can't, I don't think something as big as Luke on the Falcon, you can not show in the movie. It, it could be like that Han Chewie thing, which 
I mean, not the hundred, but there, there's there's the Han stuff that changed a little bit. The um, I think it was the the it's true all of it was was different between the 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 trailer and the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Rogue One is just <laughs> like, disaster. Fuck you, none of it's there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I I like to think that between the fact that this movie is completely done, unlike Rogue One, and how much shit they ate for that trailer being so inaccurate that they'd be more careful with the trailers from now on. But who knows? Yeah, you have a point. But another thing, too, I want to add is that we got some Force Awakens trailers, too, that kind of, you know, like you said, like the it's true, all of it that like weren't exactly in the movie. But were they done with the film when they were releasing those trailers? Or is The Last Jedi just like on top of everything? And that's like the first time in a long time that that's happened. I actually don't know because I don't remember exactly which Force Awakens like trailer that was in. Okay. Because, yeah, the Moth handing the lightsaber to Leia was like one of the main things that I remember. I don't remember like any other things that weren't in that film, but I think that's it. Like, I don't know. Anyone, King Tom email us if we're wrong i'm so sorry that we use you like this king tom just whatever i have any questions i'm just gonna ask tom just yelled him or if like pablo hidalgo is listening because oh 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 pablo got back to you on the clones i know okay wait i need a i need to get that up so okay so basically we had been talking because i was wondering how the clones got their names, especially since you have names like Rex and Cody, but then you also have like Euler and just like, you know, like weird noun names. Yeah. So I tweet at Pablo Hidalgo. Hey, hello, Pablo. Hidalgo basically is Twitter handle because I'm a nice person and I say, how do the clones get their names? And probably about... I don't know, like an hour after we're done recording, he says, I suspect most name themselves or their squad mates do. And then I end it with, thank you, Pablo. Hope all is well. And oh, I think that's the end of it. So then a bunch of people start commenting and saying like, oh, like I miss, I miss like Revan or I miss Knights of the Old Republic. Like bring, basically like the bring back the Clone Wars kind of shit. And then Pablo, like someone says something like, oh, but nothing Nothing beats the Republic Commando story. And then Pablo Hidalgo tweets a picture of now that's what I call 2004. <laughs> oh my god. I just, I didn't realize, like, because you were telling me on the podcast last week, or when we did this, that, you know, like, you don't want to bother Pablo. And I was like, okay, like, I've never done this before. But now we truly understand, like, I'm never doing this to Pablo again. Like, <laughs> he truly has to deal with so much shit from people. And I feel so bad. Like, he's so kind to answer questions. Like, someone just tagging him and being like, hey, like, what's this? And him responding. So, thank you, Pablo, for that. But, dang, you go through a lot. But I respect you. He can't say anything without just getting a storm of shit like it's terrible it truly is like god 
I'm I know I'm never doing that again. Like if I have a question now, like I I'm just going straight to calling out King Tom. Like <laughs> Yes, King Tom, you're our Pablo, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we love you, King Tom. Thank you for always being here. Oh. I'm still not hundred percent satisfied with that answer though. Cause now I wanna know like when the clones get their names. I mean like I like they name themselves like they see like a bird or something and they're like oh like and someone's like i like that bird and they're like okay we're gonna name you bird like you know rex or uh fives yeah but so like so like how long are they going around without names probably like childhood or because there was a uh i don't know like there's i don't know if no you haven't watched this episode yet it's like in like season five or something but like there's like an episode where like uh, the clones are going through, like, combat training. And someone's, like, repeating, you know, the instructions. And they call him Echo. And that's how he gets his name. So, it depends. Like, some clones... So what is oh, no worries. So, do they have... Is it, like, is it like stormtroopers where they just have, like, number designations? Yeah. And they can choose to have names or... I, I don't know. I don't think all of them have names. I just think that some of them give each other names and I know that some Jedi didn't call them by their names. They called them by their numbers, which is really shitty. And we'll get to that when... You know what? I fucking... I, si- I totally side with the clones now. With, like, the names and everything? Or... Well, no. I totally side with the clones being, like... Just, like, they're so mistreated by everybody. Yeah. It's, like... You know, back to our Ewoks are people too. Now, the discussion is that clones are people too. Like, they're not just numbers. Like, they're people. And, you know, they give each other names. And, you know, the fact that they were probably, like, discriminated against. I can't speak after my embarrassing day. But, yeah, like, you know, against, like, Jedi or other people. You know, like, they just think that, oh, like, they're all the same. Like, they have no personality, no individuality. Like, they're just a waste of space basically but they're not you know they're really helpful for the republic for the time being and but yeah clones are people too thanks pablo tank tom hi (laughs) (laughs) but okay anyways we have some more Star Wars news. Recently, Kathleen Kennedy was on the Star Wars show, and she talked about uh, the Star Wars future. And basically, uh, she started saying that, you know, the franchise will continue with, you know, characters. And she names them such such as Ray, Finn, Poe, and BB-8. And she said some other interesting stuff, too. We'll get to that later. But what caught me about this is that she didn't name all the people that are in The Last Jedi, specifically Kylo Ren. So what I'm thinking from this are two possible things. One, that she didn't really want to reveal that, oh, we're going to hear from Kylo because then everyone would be like, oh, okay, he survives the end of the series and, you know, he turns good and everything. But another thing is that it's becoming a, maybe a little more obvious that Kylo's probably not going to make it out of this trilogy. Because, one, she didn't mention him, and two... No, that's, that's basically it. She didn't mention him. But she probably she could either be purposely doing that or not. But it's hard to decipher information like from her interview. 
and kind of be like, oh, like, what does she mean? Because we're going to figure this out, like, soon that I hate kind of being like, oh, like, did she mean this? Did she mean that? Like, I don't want to overlook it or overthink it. But what do you think about that, Emily? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a couple of different thoughts there. One is, of course, if Kylo survives, you don't mention him because you don't want people to know that. But also, I mean, she's naming our new heroes. Yeah. I mean, so uh, that's, that's, I wouldn't expect Kylo's name to be in that list anyway. I've also, I mean, I don't know. I've always just assumed Kylo's going to die this trilogy just because I have always just thought, of course, he's going to die. Maybe in a redemption storyline or maybe not, but... That's just been my assumption, both in terms of storytelling and in the fact that it Adam Driver has seemed like a guy who doesn't want to become too attached to a franchise. Hmm. Yeah. God, she, I, I love when anyone interviews Kathleen Kennedy because... Everything she talks about, like, she's so confident in Star Wars, and you can tell that she's really passionate about this. So, I have always loved Kathleen Kennedy, so, you know, go her for, you know, sticking with Star Well, just, you know, basically being with Star Wars for this long, and everything that, you know, Lucasfilm was doing with Star Wars, you know, in the past, like, since they announced that Disney was, you know, doing the big purchase in 2012, which we recently celebrated the five-year anniversary of that, so, hell yeah, but, yeah, like... I just, I love hearing interviews from her, but I, an extended interview from that was, uh, was released today on YouTube. I didn't really get like much from it. Like basically it talked about how Ryan Johnson like wrote the script and, you know, he was really excited about it and he did like an exceptional job and, you know, how he's like a huge fan and, Apparently, you know, obviously she did the surprises that no one's expecting, which basically means that a lot of shit's going to go down in this movie. But do you even have, like, any idea, like, what could possibly happen or what could possibly could shock us? Because at this point, like, I don't even want to know, like, any clues to what possibly could happen. Like, I don't want it to be like, I watch the movie and be like, oh, duh. Like, I want and I think of that. Like, I want to be shocked. Like, I want to be shocked to the point, like people when they saw Empire Strikes Back and they found out that Luke Skywalker's father was Darth Vader. Yeah, that's, that's what I want. Uh, The problem is, all right, this is something, this is a little bit weird. Okay, but M. Night Shyamalan's movies. The reason that, the sixth sense is so effective is because I mean when 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 that movie first came out you didn't even necessarily know going into it that it had a twist ending and later like you know like a month in everybody's like oh my god it has the biggest twist ever but if you were one of the people who saw it like in the opening you just thought you were watching a movie and then holy shit twist but now when you go to watch an M. Night Shyamalan movie which I wouldn't recommend because all (laughs) movies are shit but you're going into a movie thinking oh there's going to be a twist so it's much easier to figure out what that twist is like there's one he did The Village 
and I went down, I went to go see it. And literally, like, as I'm sitting down in the theater, I thought to myself, oh, man, I hope the twist isn't such and such. <laughs> and then as the movie goes on and on and on, I'm like, oh, no, that is what the twist is. But if I had seen that movie, like, if that movie had been directed by anybody else, and I hadn't known, oh, there's a twist ending, it would have been a very enjoyable movie. And I still probably would have figured out, oh, I see where this is headed, but it would have been a much different experience. So if you go into it thinking, oh my god, there's going to be some huge, big twist reveal, what could it be? I almost feel like you're bound to, at least in some way, ruin it for yourself. Damn it. You are right. You are right. But I don't know. Like, I feel like going into The Force Awakens, too, like, we kind of had an idea that something was going to happen. Like, especially, you know, the part when Stoke says, you know, your father, Han Solo. I remember the whole audience going like, oh, but then again, I was like, it was something that I expected. But I was kind of disappointed because, you know, obviously... In the expanded universe, you know, Han and Leia had children. And the fact that Ben was the name of Leia's child was interesting because in the expanded universe, Luke and Mara Jade had a kid and his name was Ben. So I thought that was kind of interesting how they kind of like recycled something from the expanded universe and put it in this. But I don't know. I I'm still excited for the movie, you know, but I'm trying to think of not think about you know what possibly the twist could be because i already have like scenarios but i don't want to like overthink but yeah i mean i don't i don't know if it's possible to ever really get a darth vader thing again just because again because the darth vader thing happened now everybody analyzes everything to be like okay what could this possibly be but I, I don't know. I'm hoping for some good twists and turns, as long as it's good storytelling. Yeah, me too. I love a good story, you know, with action, adventure, just basically like, you know, the Star Wars feels. Like, I want a good story, and I want something that, you know, I cherish forever, and I'm sitting at home one day, and I'm bored, and I'm thinking, I want to watch a movie, and then I think, I should watch The Last Jedi, then I remind myself, you know, all the memories of seeing that movie for the first time, and everything, but... Yeah, you know, some other things, you know, from that interview, you know, just her talking about how, you know, she's planning for the next, her and Lucasfilm are planning for the next, like, 10 years, um, you know, working with people to, you know, who want to get inside the Star Wars world and go places they haven't been before. Like, when she said that, I was thinking, God, like, where has Star Wars not been before? Like, what do you think that she meant by that? Well... I mean, that's a good question because I, I don't know if I entirely believe that to be true because we thought that was going to be what the spinoff movies were and then all the like director upheaval and stuff because it turned out they didn't want Star Wars to go where it hadn't gone before. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that it means we're going to get, like, a Star Wars thriller or a Star Wars horror-ish movie. But, I, I mean, who knows? Take some risks. Take some risks. I don't know. Maybe, like, some more, like, 
what they're doing with the anthology films and everything and even like a new tv show because they're ending rebels soon <sighs> but i don't know and lastly or i i found a really nice quote that i enjoyed so kathleen says there's a brief moment in the last jedi where there's a little porg then there's a little baby porg next to the porg and I'm glad that she said this because Emily and I were having a conversation the other night talking about the fears of what if a pork is not even in The Last Jedi? <laughs> like, oh, what if, like, it's just, like, you know, to get people to buy toys and everything for merchandising sake. So we were thinking, like, kind of joking around, like, you know, what if the pork's, like, not even in Star Wars? And I was saying, you know, like, what if, like, you know, it serves a purpose? So that's all I got to say about that. But, yeah, porks. I'm sorry, I, as soon as you said baby porg, the rest of it was just, like, white noise. Because uh, I just went off into a mind space of, oh my god, I want to see a baby porg. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So they're not going to Zuvio it, alright. I, I hope not. But, yeah, I think that's exactly what I said. I'm like, it's going to be, like, Zuvio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, hey. Good interview with Kathleen. No, but Andy Gutierrez, she interviewed her. She did a, I like her. Like, she did a really good job, you know, with the questions and everything. Like, even the extended interview, you just see how she beautifully transitions from, okay, we're talking about Last Jedi. Then she's like, oh, okay, like, you know, what about other movies such as, you know, like Ron Howard's, Ron Howard's movie. And then it, it's amazing. Like, go Andy Gutierrez, woman power in Star Wars. Hell Yeah. Yeah, I like Andy, and and I, I fucking love Kathleen. I love her interviews and stuff. She's so interesting, and well spoken, and I think she's fucking great. Um, one of the other little tidbits that we got, there was a picture that we saw on Entertainment Weekly of Rose, and she has this um like this crescent moon shaped necklace. And it's actually really pretty, and I'm glad that Star Wars merchandises the hell out of everything, because I really sort of want one. Um, <coughs> and there, there, were, there were a couple of things. One is there was a tweet from Ryan Johnson talking about how Carrie Fisher had told him that they needed more space jewelry, which I thought was Amazing. fabulous. And I'm excited to see space jewelry. Um, but... Rose's necklace apparently, according to Entertainment Weekly, has a little bit more than just, hey, it's some pretty thing to wear. Uh, this was from an interview with her. Uh, she said that there is definitely something that is significant to Rose's backstory. It is an object that she kind of has throughout the film, and it is representative of more than the object itself to her. So yeah, that's all I can say. It has significance that is, to me, something that means more than just what the object is itself. So I'm hoping this means we're going to see some good backstory for her. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, it's significant in terms of, you know, some super secret plot in the film. But I, I think it's going to have like, you know, like maybe family significance or, you know, like be a, a family heirloom or, or something like that. But I'm I'm hoping that's a sign that we're going to find out quite a bit about Rose. Yeah, I agree. I already have a really good big feeling that 
something's going to happen to Rose's sister Paige and she's either going to die in this movie or the next and possibly Paige could have given her this necklace and that's the you know significance you know reminds her of her sister possibly like her home planet or something you know it means something to her and I think that's awesome that you know objects like jewelry or something like that's going to be like significance kind of like you know the necklace that Anakin made for Padme and you see it after she she's you know her funeral and she's like holding on to it like that's just so symbolic and heartbreaking and oh that scene but I forget what that was called it was like a I want to look it up because Anakin bracelet it's like a japer snipplet no um ugh I have no I idea. I want to find this out. Oh, I wish we had... Oh, a, a J-Por snippet. Oh, you weren't too far off. I'm surprised. I thought I was really off. I was about to say I was about to, you know, call a friend and speed dial King Don. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. A J-Por snippet. But I thought it was funny because Anakin gave it to Padme and he's like, it'll bring you good fortune and obviously fucking didn't. So I hope this uh, necklace brings Rose some good fortune or just, you know, good vibes or something, you know, reminds her of her sister, reminds her of her family, you know, maybe when her family like died on one of the planets that Kylo Ren blew up with uh, the Starkiller base. But who knows? But I'm excited to see Rose and see what she does in the movie. So go Rose. Yeah, I'm already a fan of hers, and I'm looking forward to the book that's about her and her sister. Oh, yeah, and she's going to be, like, on a Forces of Destiny episode, like, right after the movie comes out, too, so I'm excited. Yay. Um, I believe the only other bit of news from the last time that we recorded was this um, Thandie Newton interview she was talking to Entertainment Weekly about the Han Solo reshoots. And, you know, it's, you know, it's an interview with Entertainment Weekly. It's not like it's anything, like, hard-hitting. You know, she's talking about how she, she, you know, worked with Gordon Miller and really enjoyed working with him. Um, but, you know, also thinks Ron's a really interesting guy. Like, like, he's very sweet is what she says. But, obviously... I mean, she's not going to trash any of them. She's a professional, and this is Entertainment Weekly she's talking to. But what was interesting is she said that 90% of her stuff, at least, was done with Gordon Miller. So it wasn't, we have to scrap everything and start all over again. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. So, so, you know, who knows the means? Because I think I, that mostly caught my eye because, you know, just I think the week before there was something like, oh, my God, you know, Ron Howard reshot 90% of Han Solo. And I'm like, well, that's that can't possibly be true, given the time frame that they were working with. But. Yeah, that it, it makes me think that there. It's it's likely that there were definitely like certain storylines that Lucasfilm had problems with. And maybe that's why, you know, only a small percentage of Sandy Newton stuff was reshot. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, because when you first mentioned about, you know, how 90% of, you know, her filming was with Lauren Miller, I was thinking back to, you know, those articles basically bashing, you know, Lauren Miller or, yeah, that's who they are. And saying that, you know, the whole movie was basically scrapped. But I don't know. Like, I'm thinking that maybe, like, they just got some parts of that film really right and really wrong. And the really wrong kind of overshadowed the right. So probably, like, in her case, it was, like, okay, like, this character is okay. But it's interesting because, like, they posted a lot of, like, Ryan, or not Ryan, wrong director. Ron Howard posted pictures of, you know, the the cast, like, when they were done filming. They're like, oh, this person's done filming. This person's done filming. Did he ever post that picture with Alden? Because I'm really interested to see, like, how much of his stuff was cut when he was filming with Lord Miller versus now that he's filming or done filming with Ron. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, anybody who would be affected by this, he'd be the most affected. Just because I assume he's in most of the movie. But... Who knows? We'll never really know what their movie was going to be, but nobody knows. Nobody knows. No, yeah, really. I don't know, but hey. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I I think I went in, into song. I, I do that every now and then. Like I grew up watching like. High School Musical and Disney movies. So every now and then I just like burst into songs. So that, that's that's what happened. But yeah, Han Solo. That trailer should be coming out in the next couple months. So, uh, but no, I want it after I'm done with The Last Jedi. Hmm. I'm very adamant about this. Don't want it mixing together. Mixing together. But anyways, anyways. Uh, so that's the Star Wars news portion. And now, the fuck, I got to talk about Clone Wars. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. favorite part. This is my favorite part of like everything. Every <laughs> week is Emily just talking about the Clone Wars. That is my favorite segment. Okay. That is the best segment. Last, last week, I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I watched some of season two. I liked it. It was pretty good. And, alright, so I watched two episodes again. And one of them was pretty good because it was mostly a continuation of the last week, which Cad Bane. And um, this was Children of the Force. Where where Sidious has given uh, Bane (laughs) instruction to kidnap a couple of four sensitive kids um and he's gonna do some sort of not explained procedure on them which is apparently uh really dangerous uh so of course obi-wan goes off to try to stop the kids from getting taken um he goes to try to save this rodian kid who is so adorable oh my god a little baby greedo looking dude so cute, but Obi Wan fucking sucks at his job and is not able to save the kid. And then, okay, so you have two things. You have 
Obi-Wan and Mace, because they do manage to capture, uh, capture Bane. So you have Obi-Wan and Mace are going to go with Bane to where Bane says the kids in the holocron are. And then you have Anakin and Ahsoka going to Palpatine. Now, then this really stupid thing happens where, all right, before they even split up, Anakin says to Mace, hey, you know, this is probably a trap, right? And Mace is like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but then when they get to this place that Bane leads them to, the holocron is like, like up on this, like, I don't know, like up the staircase or something across the room that they're in. And Bane is like, I'm going to go get it. And May stops him, like, no, I've had enough of your trickery, and then steps onto the floor and sets off a goddamn <laughs> alarm, because of course he does, and then all these fucking, like, lasers start shooting them at stuff, and Bane gets away again. Like, they get the Holocron, but I don't understand, like, why didn't he just use the Force? Grab it. It's so stupid. He said they, He said he knew this was probably a trap. And then sets off the goddamn trap because he's dumb. I was so annoyed. It's his overconfidence is truly his weakness. Like, Anakin Skywalker is such a cocky guy. No, this was Mace. Well, oh, fuck. Then turn that around or fuck Mace. I can't. God, I I forgot that happened. But I'm just the the fact that I, I was... So disappointed in The him. fact that I had just, like, I compared his, his actions to Anakin, that shows, <laughs> that shows that his stupidity in this, you know, of course, you know, their, their minds are probably clouded, you know, they want to save the children, save the alien children, like, you know, they save the adorable Rodian kid, and did they save, like, a adorable little Gungan kid, too? Yeah. Yeah. And there was one more other kid or two. One of them was human, yeah, I think. I think the, I believe the Gungan kid, they actually stop him from getting. But there's some yeah. other kid, which was a race that I didn't know that they have. And uh, Sidious has the kids on Mustafar, which means we get to go to Mustafar, which is pretty fucking cool. That's where Anakin and Ahsoka go. Um, Haunting. It looks... God damn, Mustafar is awesome looking. It's so cool looking. Um, and... There's this really great scene where after they after they rescue the kids, um, Palpatine has set the, the like this this like you know giant medical base or research center or whatever it was because it's they they don't tell you what his plans were just that he was doing some sort of fucking screwed up experiment on these adorable little babies, but he he basically sets it to just destroy itself and fall into the lava and it's really fucking cool looking oh. anything with Mustafar it's just it's so haunting like seeing Anakin like not in his costume or not in his you know Darth Vader uniform like it's interesting but you know it also made me think too like when you were watching Rogue One and the scene immediately goes to Mustafar like what was your reaction like oh my god we're back at Mustafar or I don't know. Like, what did you think? I was pretty excited. Um, I get it's just such a striking, like, set, and like visually, it's so appealing and cool, and like that 
the all the the dark with the contrast with the lava. It's such a like scarily beautiful set. Yeah. Oh, I love that scene. I love it. We get to see some two guys talking about some things that they've messed up on, and then one of them gets choked, and then he smiles afterwards. Good times. His expression, his expression after that scene, makes me laugh so hard, and makes me love that character so much. Oh my god, I love him. But then I watched another episode of Clone Wars. Okay, here's let me here's an overview of this episode of Clone Wars. (laughs) Halfway through this episode of Clone Wars, I stopped taking notes because I was bored. Oh no. Um, this was Senate Spy, which is about uh, Senator Clovis, who is this dude who apparently Padme used to bang. And the Jedi Council suspects that he's working with the Separatists. And they want Padme to spy on him, but she said no in the past, so they ask Anakin to ask her. And now, there's a couple of things here that I want to touch on because it's dumb. One is, when they asked Padme to spy on him before, they apparently didn't bother to tell her why. Because when Anakin goes to ask her, she's like, no, I already said I wasn't going to do that. And he's like, okay, good. It would have been too dangerous for you to spy on this guy who's colluding with the Separatists anyway. And she's like, wait, what? That's what's happening? That's why they wanted me to do it? Of course I'll do it. So apparently, Yoda just came up to her and being like, hey, we want you to spy on this dude who used to be your friend. With no explanation. Because if Yoda had just gone... From what Padme says there, if Yoda had just said, we think this guy is working with the Separatists... She would have agreed to it the first time. God. Didn't, like, sometime in the episode, like, he was asking, like, oh, like, did they have relations? And Yoda's like, why the fuck do you care? Yeah, there is something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, God. This this episode was just cringe. Like, I... Oh, there's also this point, like, um, there's this point, there, um... It starts out... With with Anakin and Padme like have apparently like haven't seen each other for a while, so they're supposed to be having this romantic evening, and then he gets he gets called away he gets called away by the council, and he can say he says I can sense your anger, which you don't have to be a fucking Jedi, dude. First of all, she's like turned away from you, like standing really stiffly, not talking to you, obviously super pissed off. Because you're supposed to be having a romantic night and you just got called away. Like, he plays it like it's some, like, you know, like, I am you, this force master who can tell your feelings. I'm like, dude, anybody who walked into that room could tell she was pissed off. Well, Emily, do you know what they say? They say duty calls, especially during wartime. <laughs> God damn it. I, is it bad that I remember that? <laughs> yeah, it it shows how bad that stupid... God damn it, I didn't like this episode at all. I don't even really remember what happens. Anyway, he is like a member of the, the whatever the banking 
clan in, okay i couldn't remember what it was clan or if i had that word wrong but okay yeah and so they're doing some deal with the separatists to rebuild a new droid factory and padme pretends to be interested in him and they like go off and anakin's acting as their pilot and being totally fucking obvious because anakin can't control his emotions ever at any point just to like do the goddamn job he's supposed to do and um like the other guys who are involved in this realize that clovis actually does care about padme and so they can use that as leverage against him so they poison her and then it's like okay anakin and clovis are going to like try to save her and they do but then fucking anakin leaves clovis on the planet anyway which okay here was my other big problem you know this guy is a spy or has been you know a traitor or whatever Maybe he has some more information that you could use. If you didn't just leave him on the fucking planet. Because you don't like the fact that he used to, before you ever, like, I mean, I guess not before you ever met her, but before you knew her as an adult. Like, no, what, what if it, was it before they met? Who know, I don't know the timeline of this. Yeah, it was after they met, so it was, like, in between one okay. and two, so it was, like, probably, like, a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. You were a little kid, which I don't even want to get into that, because it makes me gross whenever I think about the fact that she, like, could have babysat him. But, yeah. Dude, why did they just leave him on the planet? Who knows what he knows that you could get from him? I was so annoyed. Anakin is so territorial. He's like one of those guys that like doesn't allow his girlfriend to like have friends or like go out or anything. Like that's the kind of it's it's scary. Like it's it's not that this show like kind of like glamorizes their relationship, but it's it's just so obviously toxic. In each episode, you kind of see like why their marriage fails, and basically you know how Anakin spirals down to the dark side you know this was like one of the first couple steps you know jealousy anger especially in Padme like he should understand that you know she dated when she was younger and she even said like it's nothing blah 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 but he's just jealous like he can't control his emotions and it's so problematic to the point when they were on Naboo during that little picnic thing and she talks about Paolo and he was an artist or and he's like I don't want to hear about it anymore and she's like well you fucking asked why'd you ask me in the first place so then ugh. and like look like I'm not saying it'd be fun to watch your wife pretend to like fall for some other dude but then like hey Maybe you should have made some excuse where somebody else had to escort her. You could have done it, dude. Or at least realize this is really important and, like, control your fucking jealousy. I'm not saying it's going to be fun, but hey, dude, once again, you're in the middle of a goddamn war. Get your shit together. Oh, God, it was like... Two episodes ago, he was trying to get her away for two weeks to go on a vacation, and now, like, she's actually doing something. He's like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, this isn't right. Like, when will he fucking learn? Never. He never did. She deserves She deserves so much better than Anakin. 
I know. I... Oh, this is why people wanted her and Obi-Wan together. <laughs> uh, but... Speaking of animated series, I, I want to talk about this, like, real quick. Just, you know, basically, like, you know, there are two episodes of the Clone Wars recently, and... Yeah, or, Rebels. sorry. Yeah, they're... Yeah, the Clone Wars is back! No. Uh, okay, so this will be out on Friday, so you are talking about which episode of Rebels? Five and six. So basically, they all end up back on the Thal, and Ezra's fucking devastated because, oh my god, it's on fire! And, you know, basically, like, there's, like, this new TIE fighter thing, and, you know, they're, they destroy it, kind of, then... It, it, if you watch the episode, you know, because right now, like, I don't even care to explain it. But there's just, like, one thing that pissed me off the most about this episode. So, Ezra and Sabine are trying to get this TIE Deceptor or TIE Fighter. Like, they're trying to fly it. So, they're trying to get inside it. But, of course, like, Thrawn arrives in his ship and he comes out. So, basically, another thing that happens is that, you know, they get caught and... Ezra says, hi! And Thrawn says, fascinating. And of course, like, the stormtroopers are trying to kill Ezra, and Ezra gets out his lightsaber. He can't even deflect a laser or a gun laser. Like, he can't even, like, he's not even powerful enough to kill a stormtrooper. Like, either Kanan Jarrus is just a shitty Jedi mentor, or, Je or Kanan, or Ezra is just a shitty Jedi because he can't even defend himself. Like the stormtrooper was shooting at him and he couldn't even reflect it. Like he couldn't even like you see in the Clone Wars how, you know, Ahsoka, like she she has like the battle techniques and everything like Ezra doesn't have this at all. He does not know how to defeat his enemies and he had the perfect opportunity to here. You know, there are only a couple stormtroopers, but he was standing like five or six feet away from the stormtrooper and he was just like oh i don't know what to do like it's so annoying watching this because i see something like ahsoka and i'm like god she was just so much better than this like i don't know if this is like you know animation or just trying this is a kid's show but that just bothered me and i wanted to spit that out and then there was also force wolf or something that whispered to uh Ezra at the end of the episode, Doom, because uh, his old master's old name before he, or before 66 was Caleb Doom. So I don't know what that has to do with. I kind of don't care anymore because apparently there are going to be more force ghosts or force wolves in this. And I don't know. All I can say about Rebels is that it keeps on disappointing me. And I'm going to be sad when it's over because I'm not going to be watching another Star Wars animated show for a while but i don't know it had a good okay run but i don't know it's just it's disappointment and i feel like you know i say that but it's like it's cringe it's like you enjoy to watch it like i enjoy to watch some of those you know shonda rhimes shows on abc because they're so cringy and i love them you know and that's basically what rebels is to me right now like there have only been some good episodes but these two are very kind of flawed and that's all i gotta say about that and that made well, no sense at all I mean if you want to watch animation, you can always, you can always watch Clone Wars with me. I'm thinking of doing that. I so, mean, I don't. 
here's my problem. Like, it's very, it's very discouraging to watch it because whatever, like, I'll post something, people be like, oh, yeah, that's a really terrible arc. And I'm like, wait, this is a whole arc? I thought this was just one bad episode. But now I know, like, I know there's more Clovis because apparently that's going to be an arc and not just, oh, this is annoying an episode that I had to watch. Or people are like, hey, just wait till you get to the shark people. And I get very concerned. Ugh. I don't know, like... For me, like, every now and then, like, I binge watch The Clone Wars, and I have to be, like, in a certain mood. Like, when we first started doing the podcast, I kind of tried, you know, watch episodes, like, take notes, too, but I wasn't, like, in the right, like, mood or mindset. Like, I remember when I first started my job last year, I was like, okay, like, I'm gonna watch The Clone Wars at night, and I would do that, and it'd be, like, you know, a fun little thing to do. Like, I'd, you know, do homework, and I'd watch The Clone Wars, and I'd binge watch, you know, Rebels back from season one to, you know, season three, but... I don't know. It's, you know, some episodes are good, some episodes, but it, I hate saying that it gets better, but no, I mean, it does. Like, some arcs are shitty and some arcs aren't. And, I mean, you liked Cad Bane and, you know, that says a lot that, you know, you liked one part of this that I know that upcoming seasons, they're going to be some really good arcs. And I know they're good arcs because I'm confident about them and they're some of my favorite of all time. So I'm really excited for you to watch those. But for now... Uh, I do I like Cad Bane. And one of my notes in that one episode was just Cad Bane escapes again. He's good at doing that. Well, I mean, it it's helps easy. that the Jedi are apparently fucking incompetent. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> anyways, should we uh, get to our top three? Yes, let's go to the top three. This was from Brendan. Hello. So, let me go into this. Sorry, I need to cough one second. Oh, okay. you do it on camera. Or not on camera, on, <laughs> on recording. No, I um, thought the listeners would appreciate me not coughing directly into the microphone. It would have been like cute little... <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it was not cute. What if it was like... I want our listeners to know that I like and respect them. And so I muted my microphone out of politeness. And then Brittany just did that to you. And I'm going to leave it into the episode... So that people know that I I like you more than Brittany does. <laughs> I've had a rough day, okay? <laughs> I had to put a condom on a dildo. I, in front of 200 people, I'm still not okay. Oh, man. I, I wish so bad that that could be our episode title. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think it'd get it fla- flagged on the iTunes podcast app, but otherwise... Otherwise, that would be the title, ladies and gentlemen, because yeah, <laughs> what else would it be? I literally just got on a Snapchat now, and two classmates that I'm friends with, that's their Snapchat story, is me, that whole class, doing that. So I, I almost want to message them to ask if I can have that so I can show you, because it's... Oh, my God. Uh, like, I couldn't even finish watching it. I'm like, I secondhand embarrassment. Not only, like, full embarrassment. Like, not even secondhand, like, full, but... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, top three. <laughs> Brendan. Yes. Oh, I'm not Brendan, but yes. 
Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. It's a welcome addition to my weekly podcast lineup. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Question regarding the future of the saga. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you got mine. Question, question regarding the future of the saga beyond this trilogy. And for the sake of fun, let's make it a top three. What are your top three storylines, either introduced or hinted at in new canon, that you'd like to see explored in the next trilogy? My first choice would be an invasion by the Chris Chiss Ascendancy. Yeah. Thawne's introduction and the ominous references to whatever they need the Empire's help fighting against in unknown space sounds ominous and intense. Second, I want to see the growth of the new Jedi Order, made an image of whatever Rey, and hopefully Luke, emerged from as the last Jedi, and informed by the failure of Luke's first Jedi Academy. Third, I'd want to see a trilogy going back to the ancient Jedi Order, hopefully in the vein of Knights of the Old Republic, but with all new characters. Can't wait to hear your ideas. Aw. All right. God, is it bad that, like, I read that? And sometimes I have to take notes for, like, top three to, like, kind of, like, you know, make my brain start thinking things. Because sometimes when I talk, I just start not making sense. But the first couple that I thought of that some stories are... um, storylines that I'm really interested in seeing. One of them is the Aiden Versio arc in Battlefront 2 because that is canon and that game's coming out soon. So I'm really excited to see her story. Now I'm not into the Battlefronts at all. Like I I prefer like the two original Battlefronts. Like I've never have played that new one because I don't know that gaming style like it's not my favorite. Like I don't like it. No. But yeah, I'm not into shooters. I I'm really excited to see her story and how that connects to, you know, the end of uh, Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens and seeing just the story of her point of view and everything. That's probably like a number, I think that's my number one, but I don't know. They're not kind maybe by the end of this, I'll figure out which one's my number one. But another one is The Knights of Ren. I'm really interested in seeing who they are, what they are, what they've done, and everything. Because we only got a quick glimpse of them in, in The Force Awakens. And I know we're going to get a glimpse of them in this movie because, you know, we see that in the trailer, kind of like the, either a flashback or a flash forward. Like, we have the behind the scenes of, like, three people with Daisy Ridley with, like, what looks like lightsabers. So, that's interesting, and I'm excited for that. Um, but... Yeah, I think I'm doing this order in one, two, three. So my number three is the Jedi Order, the new Jedi Order, what happened to them. So basically talking about how Luke failed, why Luke failed, and what's going to happen next. And that's kind of like three different things, but I don't know. I feel like that's like one because Luke, you know, he had this Jedi Order and his nephew fucked it all up. So I really want to see how that happened and... I know we're probably going to get that answer in this movie because I know that in that interview with Kathleen, I'm finally remembering some things now that she says that a lot of questions will be answered, but some will still be unanswered. And I feel like that this is going to be one of the things that Luke's going to be like, okay, so this happened and Ray's going to be like, oh, that sucks, but okay, we'll get through it. And he'll be like, no, it's time for the Jedi to end. And she'll be like, what? And that's the movie. But yeah, that's, that's my top three. Alright, um, mine was a little different just because I was thinking, um, more like the, like, post, post-episode nine. Like, sort of, like, picking up stuff that they've laid the ground for that they could explore. Oh, shit, I probably answered that wrong. Oh, well. But no, that's fine. I mean, look, what are you gonna do? Because I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have a, a have a top 
three for that. Um, I haven't I haven't read the Thrawn books. I don't really know the character, but I looked a little bit into the Chiss Ascendancy thing, and I was actually really fascinated by it because it's it's you know this group that's in the unknown regions. And it's very secretive, but some sort of, like, obviously, like, a lot of political influence and stuff. And this idea that there's some unknown threat that they need help fighting is really um, a cool one. They were talking on the most recent episode of of Blue Harvest about, well, you know, like, what what should the villain, the big, like, big villain be in the next trilogy? Like, you know, like, like the Empire, like the First Order, where do you go from there? And one of the things they talked about was the idea of some sort of very alien threat. And it's weird to talk about an alien threat in, you know, movies that are all about aliens, but something, like, completely unknown and very different, as opposed to, like, a, hey, look at this military organization that is, you know, a Nazi analogy. So, I don't know, um... I'm going to, I'm actually, it makes me more interested to read the Thrawn stuff, but, uh, like Brendan, I, I feel like a next trilogy has to be about, at least somewhat about building up the Jedi again, because you can't, you can't have Star Wars without the Jedi. I mean, you can do spinoff movies like Han Solo. But I feel like the trilogies are always going to be about the Jedi. And obviously, they were left in a point where things are not so great because it's called The Last Jedi. That's not a good sign. And we know that something happened to Luke's Academy. Um, however formal or informal the you know his, his actual process was, bad shit went down. And so they can't have that happen again. Um, now my, my thing is the other, the other thing that I'm most interested in, you couldn't do another trilogy on because like the stuff that you like the storylines that you were talking about, Britt, it's more like stuff that covered here. And that's, I am so fascinated by how the first order came to be like I know they were sort of like secreted away, but they're so organized and it, you know, they have ranks and uniforms and, and huge fucking ships and I'm like their rise to power, like building out of the ashes of the empire. Like that is the most fascinating thing for me. I would in a heartbeat watch movies about that. I know they're not going to make them cuz they're you know, they're not going to tell that story cuz it's not the mainstream appeal, which I understand. But that for me, like that I'm so fascinated by all of that stuff. Like I I got to admit I'm fascinated by the bureaucracy of it, which I know would bore a ton of people to shit, but I want to know like the everyday like <laughs> 
workings of the First Order because I think it's fascinating the way these highly structured um, villains must work. Yeah, because we still don't know, like, how long the First Order, or basically, like, the introduction of the First Order, like, how they went from nothing to basically having Starkiller Base, which I don't even know how long that took for them to create that, but it reminds me of, did you ever see the SNL skit with uh, Kylo Ren? Like, he acts like he's, like, the undercover boss, and he acts like he's, like, a normal employee on Starkiller Base, and... He learns no, like technician shit. It's I. You should listen to. Or you should watch it after this. It's really funny. But that's what that reminded me of. But that's all you really good points, you know. And real quick, because I totally butchered that top three. So future trilogy is just like real quick. I'm trying to think of real things. Um, obviously the future of the Jedi Order or whatever order is going to be next. That Ray will continue on in the next movie. Two of the next trilogy, I want to see what villains or if it's still the First Order because, again, I'm interested in, you know, how they began, who's going to be in control, why they're in control. And a third one, storyline, this is all, like, you know, coming up in my brain really fast, but one of the first things I think about is Chewbacca. Like, is Chewbacca going to be in these next movies? What kind of storyline does he have? Because he's always been in the story. So... Obviously, it's going to be not as significant as it was, you know, in episodes four, five, and six. But obviously, he's still probably going to be there, you know, with the new droids and everything. So, I'm interested to see whether or not we'll have another Wookiee or another creature in this or another civilized uh, being. But, I don't know. Um, I think maybe you could do something... And this is just me, like, going off of the little bit that I know about. I think you could probably do something pretty cool with the Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm laughing, because Rusty just tweeted, currently listening to Canto Bite Pod record. This episode is already my favorite. This house has thin walls. Brittany talks too loud. <laughs> but that's, like, some serious, like podcast inception right there <laughs> i almost want to bring him in here and ask if he heard the story but actually you know what i think i'll do that rusty 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 come here you can hear me rusty rusty come in my room right now it's like she's calling a dog <laughs> here, i'm gonna try to call him okay um <laughs> oh my god okay this is getting weird <laughs> I want to ask if you heard that story he's like purposely not answering you can cut this out if you want but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he puts me to voicemail I swear to god we're a very professional podcast. Like, I'm sorry, the person you were trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Please, try your call again later. Uh, Rusty, set up your voicemail. Yeah, Rusty. God, I really wanted to know if he heard that story. 
You should have left. You should have left a voicemail. Well, but his voicemail box isn't working. So maybe I don't know. I'll I'll ask him afterwards. But yeah. Anyways, back to top three. But what were you saying before about? You could probably do something cool with like the Mandalorians. Oh yeah, Mandalorians definitely because we got that really short story because. Uh, a lot of Mandalorian talk has mentioned in uh, Rebels and basically how, you know, the Darksaber. Uh, do you know what the Darksaber is? Yeah, I've re- read about okay, it. Okay, yeah. So basically, like, the creation of the Darksaber, who used the de- Darksaber, why. I would like to know, like, a little more about that. Maybe, like, a story. Maybe that's going to be what the next, you know, kind of Star Wars TV show might be about, which I'm going to be amazed if I call that. Like, I will go back and be like, remember this episode? But I'm not good at that. I'm not good at calling shit. But I don't know. Like, that'd be really interesting. But I'm trying to think of, like, really little small things that, you know, you could turn into possibly, like, a series or, you know, the next trilogy. But I don't know. Yeah, it's easier to think of, it's easier to think of, like, things I'd want to see as, as standalone movies than it is to think about, like, a trilogy because that's such a like massive thing and it's sort of it it's weird to think about a trilogy that wouldn't be like the empire or the first order or some other big, you know, monolithic bad guy organization like that. But there's there's definitely stuff that I've like um in the in the Phasma book which I didn't love, but I did like the stuff that was just sort of showing what life was like on this, you know, out of the way planet that got, you know, like fucked over and used for its resources and then abandoned and destroyed. And there are still like people eking out existence there. Like I'd love to see storylines of the, the sort of forgotten places, the places that weren't, directly involved in the war but suffer the um the ramifications of it Hmm. wow or you know i mean that's that's more of a book but and i guess i literally it was in this book but i think there there's more there that you could mine for some really interesting stuff god yeah we could use more books i mean like since the you know, transition from, you know, Star Wars without the Disney purchase. There have been, like, a good couple of books, but I don't know, because, like, the Plagueis one oh, yeah. isn't canon anymore, and a lot of, like, old, like, really popular ones aren't, like, the Tarkin one, but it'd be nice to, like, have, like, a book, you know, just, like, kind of explaining everything and, you know, new stories. I want I want a Mothma book. I would like a oh. Hawks Wait. book. Rusty's calling me. Hey. What, what are you doing, Brittany? What are you doing? Uh, that's my business. Are you at home? Yeah, I'm at home. I'm in the other room. Oh, did you hear my story? Uh, I, I, yes, I heard your story. Well, no, just like, basically, like, give, like, a quick review. Like, what was the story? All right, so basically, I was sitting on my bed. I was watching videos about Minecraft. So you come home, and, were you, Brittany, were you wearing those drunk goggles? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so perfect. So you were in drunk goggles, and the teacher asked you to unwrap the condom and put it on something, correct? Yeah. 
a penis. Yeah, and so, and so you could you you couldn't do it. And so uh, you said something. I don't know. You always say something provocative, and you made the whole class laugh. Basically, it. Yep. All right. Congrats, Rusty. You're featured again on an episode of Cantobite Dispatch. All right. Hey, you need to kind of talk a little down. You're gonna wake up the neighbors. No, the the house is far <laughs> enough away from the neighbors. Like, remember when I used to sing in my room with the window with the window open? You still do, Brittany. No, I don't do that anymore. No. All right. Well, anyways, I'll talk to you later. Well, you're right next to me, technically, just a wall away. So, I'll talk to you later. All right. Anyway. All right. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Sorry. This is going to be an interesting episode to edit. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I want a book about Hux. Hux. That's because there's there's a little bit about him in Phasma, like he's in Phasma a little bit, and it's super interesting. Um, I don't, I I am not comfortable giving spoilers on that because it's a book and people, you know, get to books later. Yeah. But but I think he's fascinating. I'd love a book about him. Anyway, we sort of answered your question, Brendan. Thank you for sending wow. it in. It's really it was. It was a good one. One of my favorites. But. We, we sort of answered yeah. it. I mean, I have to I terribly answered it the first time. It's like kind of like when you're doing like a report or when like, you know, you're supposed to write an essay at school and then like you write the essay and then like the people grading because you get in groups sometimes when you grade the essay and they're like, well, Brittany, the essay was really good, but you kind of, that's not really what the essay is about. So then I have to be like, fuck and like rewrite all of it. But yeah, I, I kind of did that, but I feel like I caught myself up at the end. So Yeah. That was a really good email, though. I really enjoyed it. So, thank you, Brendan, for the email. Yeah. Okay. Um, we also... All right. We also got an email from our buddy, Jim, Yay. who writes in a lot. Yay. He's awesome. Hey, Jim. This was titled, Deaths... <laughs> okay, Deaths in Star Wars. All right. So I've been thinking about who might live and die in The Last Jedi, and I realized something. Every Star Wars f- film features at least one death scene, except Empire Strikes Back. Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon and Maul. Attack of the Clones, Django. Revenge Ve- of the Sith, Padme. Rogue One, everybody. <laughs> um, A New Hope, Obi-Wan. Empire Strikes Back. Seriously, am I forgetting someone because I feel like I am? Uh, Return of the Jedi... Vader, Yoda, the Emperor, and then The Force Awakens, Han. If I'm forgetting someone, feel free to call me out, but I just can't think of anyone in Empire who dies. I think this really speaks to why I like this film, because it conveys the struggle of the rebellion without constant death. I'm hoping that The Last Jedi can convey the same tone. Sorry if this question seems... Sorry if this question is confusing, as I'm not sure how to really ask it. Just wondering what you think the tone will be, and if you think we'll see a major character die. Thanks, Jim. Shit. That's good. Yeah, and actually, you know, you're not forgetting anybody. There's no, I mean, like some very minor character deaths in Empire Strike Back. Certainly nobody that that would be, like, match the rest of the people on that list. Yeah, and then, I'm trying to think anyone else who died in Attack of the Clones. I know Revenge of the Sith Count Dooku died too, but I know that he wasn't, like, as big as a character. But he was still, like, kind of like a, oh, and Grievous too. But, yeah, yeah but that just made me think right now that... 
no one really died in Empire Strikes Back. I think kind of like in a symbolic like way that the innis- the innocence of Luke Skywalker died in this film. Because we see him transition from, you know, Fallen Bright Luke to Jedi Luke. And I feel like, you know, the old Luke Skywalker died in this film. And the new one is reborn in Return of the Jedi. That's very deep. I know, right? I can't believe I thought about that. But still, like, that's kind of, you know, the symbolic, like, that's kind of like the symbolic death, like him going inside the cave and his training on Dagobah. Like, it was obviously, like, life-changing and mind-changing for Luke. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of who died in this film. Technically, Han, too, he died for, like, three months. He was in Carbonite, but... I feel like, you know, Luke, like the symbolic death of, you know, like young farm boy Luke, I think that's the death. And maybe that's going to be the one in this film, too, is Ray. You know, Ray is going to go through a lot. Like she's going to go from being, you know, scavenger Ray to, you know, possible Jedi or whatever they want to call them- themselves now. Yeah, but symbolic deaths aside... Do you think there's going to be, like, a major um, actual death in this movie? I doubt it. Um, Other than, like, Paige, but... Paige, maybe, but we don't... I don't know. We um, uh, It's hard to... Like, Haldo, maybe... Maybe a nine. Um, maybe a nine. Uh, I mean, uh, Hux is going to go at some point... I I would think maybe this movie because then you have Kylo and Snoke die in nine, but that's just that's just um, a guess. Do you think that Kylo will actually die though? And Hux. I I'm well. All right. In in some ways, I'm utterly convinced Hux is going to die because he's. I mean, he's basically the Tarkin. Yeah. Um, and 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 that character always dies because, I mean, he just does. I mean, it, I it, it, this is weird to say because Tarkin is in Rogue One, but Mendo is the Tarkin of Rogue One. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like that's the that's the, the the slot that character fits into. Um it, it sorta of depends where they end this trilogy in terms of the first order. If they want to keep the first order as a threat for the next trilogy, then I think you might see Hawks live. But if this movie ends with the destruction of, I mean, not this movie, but if nine ends with the destruction of the First Order, then I think Hux is going to die and probably die in this next movie. Do you think that he'll just die, like, death? Or do you think it'll be, like, an honorable death that he, like, sacrifices himself for something kind of too, but, like, something small, like he saves, like, a fleet or something? Well, I mean, it depends. I... I don't know. He's it's fucking slime bag. He's not a good dude. But oh, we love him. But he could go out in like a fiery blaze of glory, like you know, like 
all guns blazing for the first order sort of death. I don't think he's that. E- well, never mind. He was, when he was kind of doing that Hitler-esque speech on Starkiller Base, you saw like the fire in his eyes and that was very haunting. So who knows? Like maybe because there was the aftermath books that kind of like described his father as being like very abusive and basically like Hux was a bastard child. So uh, his father kind of like treated him like shit and Phas- didn't like Phasma or someone killed him or something. I don't know, but that book came out a long time ago, so it shouldn't be spoiled. Actually, fuck. I don't know. If I spoiled it, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. But, yeah, I don't know. Basically, the end of that is, I don't know, Hux might be still crazy, but maybe he'll have a moment of being like, oh my god, the Empire or the First Order is terrible and I should do something. Yeah. But No, 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 no. If he, if he, I mean, him... Dying an honorable death would be like honorable in terms of the first order point of view. He's not turning. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, there's hope. Like for, I don't, and we we still don't know that character. So it's it's interesting. Rusty had a really interesting theory, or he said he heard one, like that he thought that the hand in the trailer that that was that seemed like it was going out to Ray was actually Hux's. <laughs> he had heard that somewhere. I don't know where he heard that from. I gotta ask him after this, but I mean, it seems a little bit fan fictiony. <laughs> a lot of things are fan fictiony these days, like uh, the Billy and Steve from uh, Stranger Things uh, romance that people want to happen. But 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 Billy's bad. Yeah, but people can't get over that scene of them in the shower together. Yeah, but he, like, is, like, like abusive to his stepsister. Fuck, yeah, you're right. Take that out. <laughs> but, and, and, and Steve is a wonderful angel. Yeah. Who deserves all of the happiness in the world. God Oh my god, we're talking about Stranger Things again. Why? Like, people do this. Like, they want to, like, s- like they want to ship people. You know what? You know what, like, shipping is? Sweetie. <laughs> I write fan fiction. Damn, damn it, Brittany. Damn it. Um, yeah, of co- never mind. Of course you know what shipping is. Well, sometimes I say shipping and people are like, Brittany, what the fuck does that mean? So, but yeah, I think people ship things when they probably shouldn't i feel like that was probably a situation look i ship many things i ship many things that i should not ship or not 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 that i should not ship but things that should never be canon oh like what um just lots of things i mean for for fucking christ's sake i mean it was as a joke but i still wrote mon mothma fucking krennic like that's not that's not good i mean what's like your other one though because there has to be another one just as good and juicy as krennic and mon mothma do you just not want to share is it embarrassing it's not embarrassing it's that i know there's things okay (laughs) i'm trying to think of the best way to describe it to to describe it okay and that is, uh, well, mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to judge. Like, I'm open arms No, with no, this. It's, not a ma- it's not a matter of that. First of all, I'm trying to think of examples. But no, I've just, like, I've just, like, shipped some pretty fucked up stuff. Because it's it's always, like, the fucked up characters are the ones I'm, like, really interested yeah. in. Yeah. Like, Krennic. Like, Krennic's a bad dude. And so, but that... He is the type of character I'm always most interested in, and the type of character I'm out, I'm I'm generally shipping people with. So it's always it's always like some weird fucked up pairing. Is it like Tarkin and Princess Leia kind of thing, or is it like? I mean, not like I wouldn't necessarily pick that one, but that sort of thing, yeah. Oh, okay, I mean, that's it. I thought you actually like had like a sh- like a two people that you like kind of shipped so that's why i asked i didn't know that i actually i don't really have i don't i don't have many star wars ships which is weird for me because normally like i'm somebody who has like very specific like i i've had that with the x-files i had that with buffy i had that in like battlestar galactica and firefly and everything else that i've like been into i've always been like this is my ship these things can go fuck themselves. I don't care if it's canon or not. These are the characters that I want to bang. Or want to fall in love and be romantic and live happily ever after. But in Fair. Star Wars, I don't. I mean, I love... I fucking love Han and Leia. Um, I, I, I ship... I guess I ship, like, Poe and Finn, but I yeah. don't... I don't, like, go out and read fanfic for it or anything. I'm not sure what it is about Star Wars that, that hasn't, like clicked with me i don't know i feel like some things you just like connect with more and like the shipping and everything like i think that your mendo erotic fan fiction was like the first one that i had listened to or kind of like read in like a really long time because i was really kind of into that in like middle school where i'd watch like you know music videos i'll have to link some of those to you just like to, to show you like the brain like what the brain of seventh grade me was watching but no like they're good videos like some of them are like really good but no like there's there's like there's some really well edited uh vids out there I'll see if I have to find that really creepy one that I talked about that one episode. But the one creepy one where it's like Nobi one and Padme and like they like sketched like them having sex or something. I don't I don't even know if that's still on the internet, but that was like way back in like 2007, 2008. So god, that that'd be some real real dig dig deep and i'd have to get my old laptop and- yeah like every once in a while i'm like oh i wonder what that old fan fiction i read once was and then i have to like try to find yeah. it and it's and then you fall down some weird rabbit holes yeah i i uh like i wrote i wrote like a journal kind of like on like a word document from like a my eighth grade year to basically like my freshman year of college and every now and then like I kind of like go back and look at it and it's kind of like blast from the past where you just look at you know you're writing like what you're writing about you know how you felt and it's like shit like I've gone down a deep rabbit hole or of emotions (laughs) and thoughts but yeah yeah but yeah so many of my so many of my ships involve villains that's good Cause that's who I like. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's not good. Thing. I don't know, and I, I think especially because I, I also when I when I when I think about like shipping, 
it's it's mostly me thinking about non-canon stuff. Oh. Like there's there's plenty of like perfectly healthy pairings in TV shows and movies that I like. But when I'm going to go read fan fiction, I'm like, well, I if I wanted that nice happy pairing, that's already on the TV and I can watch it. So if I'm going to read fan fiction, I'd rather it be something that I can't find in canon. And then it's like the weird, like, fucked up villain shit. Hmm. I mean, I get how, like, that's appealing. Like, I definitely would, like, be interested in that kind of thing, you know? So, hell yeah. For fan fictions and all that. I'm trying to think if I... I'm trying to think of, like, some fucked up stuff that I wrote. But mostly the stuff that I wrote is just weird because it gets into, like, like crossover pairings and stuff. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, too, that I've, like, I've seen and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I've, like, heard of, like, a... Obviously, Raylo. Um, I think once I heard of Ray and Hux... Um, I'm trying to think, like, what possibly else. That's a problem. There's a, there's a ton of Hux and Kaigo stuff out there. That's not surprising. Oh. Uh, um, I used to be on Tumblr a lot, so sometimes I'd see, like, those, like, sketches every now and then. But I don't go on Tumblr much anymore. Like, I... I used to write, like, really, like, deep, like, deep shit. And then I would, like... I would, like, tag it as something. So, like, I would have, like... I would have all... Like, if I wanted to, like, refer to any of them or, like, go back and, like, read, like, what I said, like, I would just, like, type in, like, the, the tag word and I'd find all of them. So. But I haven't been on that site in a long time. Yeah. No, I don't really use it at all anymore. I used to... I used to be pretty active on there. I'm sure there's... No, I definitely... There's some of my fan fiction floating around on there. But I have fan fiction floating around everywhere because I used to write a shit ton of it. Dude, I want to find it. And it's, oh, don't. It's mostly not good. There's a couple of things that I wrote that I'm actually like quite proud of. And some things that are terrible. And some things that I completely forgot that I wrote. Like I went through some of my old stuff a while, uh, like a year, maybe like a year ago. And some of the stuff, it wasn't like, oh, now I remember this. Some of it was... Wait, I wrote this? Okay, I have, like, the best idea ever. So, each milestone that we get to, so, like, 25, 50, and 100 episodes, you have to read one of your fan fictions. (sighs) See, the problem is, though, that... Well, first of all, there's a couple. One is... (laughs) I... One is, I don't have any other Star Wars fan fiction. Oh, I don't care. It could be anything. Also, it's just, it's not, like, the, it's not, I don't think it's the right level of bad. You, so you think it's actually, like, good? Well, it probably is. But it's, like, it's, no, I think it's mediocre. Like, if I thought it was really good, then I'd be like, yeah, I'll read it. Or if it were bad enough to be funny, then I would read it. But I think mostly it's just really mediocre. Hmm. But... I might, like I did for Steel, I might, like, write something specifically for the podcast. Oh, my God. I, I would really enjoy that. I, and maybe, maybe we could, maybe we could get people to record it. Oh, like, maybe we could get, like, maybe we could 
call in like King Tom or like Eric or some other people like who we're friends with who could you know it if just even if it was just like sending us a couple of lines or something and we have to like they would like send us lines and we have to like revolve the story around that that'd be interesting but oh my god i'm already excited this is already my favorite episode <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know we'll figure out i don't know what the milestones would be that, I mean, I we're think, not like, near the quarters, like 25, 50, 75, 100. Okay. So 10 episodes from yeah. now. Fuck, that's not very 10 long. 10 weeks. Oh. That's like uh, three months. That's God, we'll, okay. we'll be. Okay, wait. Let me, let me, let me count. So one, two, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. So we'll be like in the middle of January. Okay, so if that's something, as an audience, you would be interested in us doing, um, I don't know how long it would be. It wouldn't be like a whole like hour episode, but maybe like like a fifteen or twenty minute part of an episode, yeah. as a fan fiction. Um, maybe dirty, maybe not. I gotta read what the rules are for iTunes. Um, but, and we'll, we'll like take suggestions or something like that in terms of, of characters or plot or whatever. Maybe maybe we'll do some polls. Dude, I'm excited. But if you like that idea, let us know. Um, also, if you have any ideas for top three topics, you should email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. You can send us emails like on, you know, just questions or theories or things you want to see or don't want to see. Whatever. Maybe you hate the fact that I rant about Clone Wars all the time and you want to defend it and something that I hated that you think is really great. You should do that. I won't be very offended. Just a little bit offended. Um, And you can follow us on Twitter at CantoBitePod. You can follow us on Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. Where can they find you, Brittany? Nowhere. No, you guys can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Alrighty, and we are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network. Go to RadioFreePodcasting.com. You can find other podcasts, including Amateur Pod, Geek Radio, Hollywood and Vine, How's Annie, which is actually the Twin Peaks podcast that I do with Charlie that should be doing another episode in the next week or two. We just got to find the time to do it. Um, the Imperial Senate podcast, John in 60 Seconds, Radio Free, Mandalore, Scruffy Looking Podcasters, Stranger Brews, and the Watchers of Westeros. Yeah. So go on there, check out. There's lots of cool people making some cool shit. Um, most of them are people we know and quite like. So, you know, check out their shows. 
And please, if you like our show, yes, rate and yes. review us on iTunes. Yes. This is important, and it helps us a lot. Please, 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 please. Yes, it means a lot to us that you know you listen to us, and it means a lot too when you leave us, you know, good reviews because you know obviously we want more people to you know find us and listen to us because you know we really enjoy doing this, and it's something that we love, and you know we want people to hear this and hear us having fun too because that. You know, I always have fun listening to podcasts when I know they're having fun. So I definitely recommend you guys rating and reviewing us. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing that I was looking at today when I was looking at our numbers, which is if you listen to our show and you are on Twitter, but we don't know you, like if we've never interacted with us, you've never interacted with us before, please like say hi. Let us know like where you're listening from. Please. Just because I'm sort of, I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated to see who outside of the people I know (laughs) listen to our podcast. I know, yeah. I really want to know you guys. Yeah. So, yeah, just reach out and say hi. Yes, definitely recommend it. 10 out of 10 would recommend to all my friends. Yes. Yeah, you don't, like, you don't have to follow us. You don't have to say anything beyond that. I would just, I just want to know who you are. I just want to know who you are. How, How are you doing? Like, tell us how you're doing, like. You know, tell us like your favorite food or something, you know, and or or tell us how you feel about porgs or if you feel like I have a porg addiction, which I already know I do. But you know what? Like it's admitting it that helps. So. The first the first step is admitting the problem. The second is, I mean, I would never get rid of my porgs. I I love them. They're part of my family. They're taking over my bed, though. (laughs) man you better hope that porgs don't go by gremlin rules and if you get them wet they turn into like killer monsters or something nothing's happened yet so i'm hoping that it'll stay like that i mean they've been pretty good they've been pretty kind you know like the they keep their side of the bed i keep my side and you know they never complain so that's good and whenever i get home you know they're snuggled up in the blanket so that's good all right Next week, I might be hosting this alone because Brittany will have been eaten by her porks. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> all right. I think we've exhausted pretty much any topic and all sensibility. So thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.